Hey everyone, welcome back for another episode of the National Fire Radio Podcast. Before we get started with today's episode, I just want to take a few minutes and talk about a few different things that matter. Things like thank you. Thank you to our community if you're a longtime listener or just your first or second time here on the audio platform listening to the daily podcast. We appreciate your support, becoming part of the community, and making this job better. And so with that, if you have any thoughts, ideas, critiques, people you think should be on the show or topics or ideas that you want to send forth, your direct line to the show is through our new email, podcast at nationalfireradio.com. Send us your thoughts, ideas, people you think would be good for the show, anything that's on your mind, send it over to podcast at nationalfireradio.com. That's your direct line right to the show. On top of that, if you feel inclined, please leave a review. Give us a five-star review. That would be fantastic, and we greatly appreciate it. We're working hard to gain your trust and to build a community, so any support that you can give us back only betters the mission. So we appreciate that. Like, subscribe, and share, and share this with your friends and talk about it because it makes the job better. Lastly, I need to mention, we want to talk about the National Fire Radio website, www.nationalfireradio.com. That is where you can get your merchandise that supports the show and the mission and the platform of National Fire Radio. Well, enough about all that. Let's hop into the daily episode. So thanks for tuning in. See you at the next one. Now, the daily episode. Our first sponsor of the podcast, Taylor's Tins. Taylor and his crew have been manufacturing helmet fronts, aluminum helmet fronts, since 2017. Over 200,000 plus shields have been manufactured by Taylor and his crew. Custom helmet fronts shipped within 24 to 48 hours. Whether it's one piece to a 500 piece department order, they'll get them out under two days. They're doing incredible work, 100% customizable product. Their product is top shelf. Not only are they doing aluminum helmet fronts, they're doing gas cards, playing cards, keychains, medical cards, and charts. Pump charts, street signs, custom signs, banquet awards, you name it, they're doing it. Go to taylorstins.com. And if you do order, use this promo code, NFR sent me, all one word, NFR sent me. You'll get 15% off at checkout. That's because we have a strong relationship and friendship with Taylor from Taylor's Tins. They've been a longtime supporter of the National Fire Radio platform, and I appreciate their support and friendship. Without further ado, the daily episode. Hey everyone, Jeremy National Fire Radio on the podcast today. This is going to be a fun one. This is a guy that makes me smile. I talk about it all the time. When I do the intros to the podcast, I always say, this is one of my favorite people. This guy makes me smile. I love how much this guy loves the job. It's all true because I like to surround myself with really good people. And today is no exception. Rusty Ricker. Rusty, my man, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me on. I, this has been a long time coming. I think uh, I think we've been trying to do this a while. You are a guy that absolutely head over heels in love with the brotherhood. You love the job and you love going to fires. And we're going to talk about all that too. But you love the camaraderie and brotherhood that comes from the fire service. There's nothing like it. You you can't you can't argue with the fact that this is the best job in the world, and the brotherhood that comes from this job is second to none. The the you know the plumbers don't do what we do. The electricians don't do what we do. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. So in that mindset, then were you always 
ate up like that from the beginning. Like, you know, you're humble. So you got 20 years as a career fireman in Wakefield, Massachusetts. You're still riding backwards 20 years in, which I love. That means you love being on the nozzle. You love hooking ceilings. You love getting dirty. And so 20 years on the job, Wakefield, Mass. Your 34th year in the American Fire Service. You've served for a couple other departments along the way, paid per call, all these different arrangements that you've been a part of. Early on in your career, did you fall head over heels in love with this? I think I must have. I couldn't tell you when. <laughs> I, that, 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 you know, there's there's no defining moment. Yeah. But here I am this long later, so I must have. Yeah, you but know, I'm, why? Like, what was it? What Did you know? So are you a generational fireman? Was your dad yeah. or? Okay, so you came dad, from. Dad, my grandfather, directly my dad and my grandfather okay. in my home now. Okay. That I started with, as well as aunts, uncles, cousins oh. uh, along the way as well. That's your bloodline then. I mean, this is yeah. this is what you you knew coming out of the womb that Rusty Ricker was growing an on-point mustache and you were going to be a fireman. I didn't know about the mustache yet. That came in later, but. All right. So listen, so then you walk into the fire. I mean, you came into the firehouse then ready to go. I mean, you got the backdrop, you got the bloodline, everything sets you up for a good career. When you came in, did you get a real good grasp? Did your father expose you? Did your grandfather expose you to the best parts of this job, which is the brotherhood, the camaraderie, the friendships, the laughing, the crying and everything in between? Not really. Well, I say yes and no. Not really. My grandfather passed away when I was young, so that he didn't. He, he he's a non, not factor in it. But my dad never really talked about it. He'd gotten through years before. My uncles were still on. A couple of cousins were on, but the first fire I ever went in, I came out, and the first person to grab me by the SCBA straps to make sure I was okay. Yeah. Was dad. Yeah. Well, so you, you guys you, were, you were riding together, together then. What's that? You guys are riding together. What was that? Volunteer days? No, he wasn't. He he hadn't been on the department for years. Oh no, shit! He was just there. Like I came, <laughs> I came up, he grabbed me. Uh, it's hilarious. That's absolutely hilarious, right? Checking in, make sure his yeah, boy's okay. It. We always had the scanner going. The you know the old um, crystal scanner with the, uh, oh, yeah. the you know, red light that went across the front to all scanned all the frequencies. That's awesome. Always had that going bridge yeah yeah and so from that early point on i mean you know coming out he's checking you you're good you're good smile ear to ear i'm sure oh god yeah 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 so you find your way through the volunteer service you find your way up into the career services right and yep. uh you wore a lot of different hats i mean you were deputy chief at one point for another department now here you are your 34th year in the fire service 20 years with wakefield you're still riding backwards what is that like and how much do you love that i love it i don't I try, I try not necessarily riding backwards i drive a lot i get it of course but i love being a fireman man it's the best job in the world yeah what best job in the world um you know there's a daycare right around the corner from from the station yeah and all these kids my people and it's funny, the guys that work with me, your people are out. We'll go by, honk the horn a couple times, lean out the window and wave. And these kids will run full steam into the fence. Kabang! Oh, that's awesome. Say hi and wave to the fire truck. Do you, Come on. I mean, you're, you're literally setting the stage for the potential to bring in the next crew then. I mean, that... 
that to me is everything, right? Is like you don't know the impact you're making on people. A simple honk of the horn or a step on the siren goes such a long way for somebody that might be looking for something more. And and the and guys like you are the ones that are the catalyst to bringing in the next generation. I love that. Oh, it's great. I mean, it, 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 it's truly funny. Your people are outside. That is fine. It, it is. And then, so that leads me then right into the conversation then about your dedication to the camaraderie and brotherhood within the fire service. And really what I want to talk to you about today is how bought in you are on the fools, the fraternal order of leatherhead society, the fools, new England fools. You are the president of that chapter. You've been a longstanding member of that chapter. You mentioned before 350 members plus strong. It is a very strong and active organization within the Fools Group, let alone within the fire service. You guys are crushing it up there. Yeah, I'm one of the original six founding members. Um, We started back in the probably 2002 um, cruising the internet, the old AOL CD dial-up date. (laughs) Yep. And um, just looking for fire stuff on the internet and came across this website, Fools International. And this is probably late 90s, long before we thought about getting a chapter up. And um, you could send away and they'd send you a membership card. Right. Your your membership card would say that you said right on it. I still have mine around here somewhere. Said that your favorite beverage was Frosty Brood. (laughs) Um, Yeah, man. And, you know, I like being a fireman. I like fire helmets and I like drinking beer at the time. Yeah, it all fit. The The perfect package. And, you know, it was, there were no, there were no Facebook. There was no Twitter. This social media of the day was the guest book yeah. of these, of, of your website. So I lived vicariously through the guest book of the fools. You know, these guys that later on became some of my closest friends, you know, Aaron Heller, um, Eric Hankins, Bobby Foss, Richie, Nappy, Mike Dugan, all these guys that were just absolute kings of the American Fire Service. I read about, you know, their exploits, if you will, yeah. on the guest rules. And through luck and whatever else you want to call it, we became friends. And, you know, again, some some of my closest friends to this day. Yeah, and so talk to me a little bit about that, right? Because I think it's incredible that an opportunity like the Fools or the an organization like the Fools has provided you the opportunity to befriend people that you once looked up to, people that you would read their articles or digest their, uh, at the time, typically it was just trade journal articles that was being put out or conferences where they were speaking. And the Fools allowed you the opportunity to befriend these guys because you have a commonality of a love for the job. Exactly. I mean, people ask all the time. I mean, I'm nobody from nowhere. I'm just some, you know, dumb fat kid fireman from Massachusetts. I'm right there with you. I'm just from New Jersey. That's the only difference you have. have. I have no business having the group of friends that I have. (laughs) I say that all the time. (laughs) You know? (laughs) I, when, when, I agree. When we're together, everybody asks, well, how'd you guys meet? I'll kind of look at each other and shrug and go, I don't know, the fools. Yeah. And really, there's no other explanation. So the the opportunities that the fools have provided for, for me personally, just to be able to, to, to have the friends and the 
um, network of friends and instructors and everything else that we have, I never would have been able to have otherwise. I I get that, right? There's so many people starving for more, right? There's there's people all over this country that are in love with the fire service, but they're looking for more or they're looking for more people that are like them. You know, it's it's discouraging at times to walk into a firehouse where not everybody is bought in like you are or wants to go out and train a little bit more or wants to travel to a conference or or meet people or network outside of their own organization and so there's always people starving for that and I think the fools offer such an incredible opportunity for that part of the job right because like I know plain and simple just a little background too right while we jump into this was you and I had met several years ago and we clicked right away because there was that relationship or that, that common mutual understanding that we both love the job and we had a lot of commonality uh, between our passions and then also the people that we knew. And so we hit it off very quickly. And over time, we've gotten to know each other. And it's just been a fantastic relationship. And I'm honored to call you a friend. But we have been a part of many different functions together. Uh, this coming March, which I want to talk about, uh, you afforded me the opportunity to do the opening uh, keynote for the conference in March for you guys, which I am so excited about. Um, As a- it, it's going to be, dude, I can't wait. Just on a sidebar, like I'm very excited because I, the program that I'm going to offer, I think is very different than what a lot of people are talking about. And I'm excited to show that side of what I talk about. Um, I'm yeah. excited. I'm very excited. Yeah, I'm excited to have you. And just the whole lineup we have is, is pretty pretty incredible and but But. that's what it goes to right like you guys you guys are putting together incredible uh weekends training events whether it's a single day hands-on or a two-day conference of lectures i mean your your small quote-unquote small organization in new england is bringing in some of the biggest names in the industry to speak teach and share camaraderie with and brotherhood and I, I think that that goes as a strong testament to this strong foundation that you guys have built there, right? Because early on, you were cruising that guest book and befriending those people with the commonality of the fools. And then what? You were like, hey, if I organize my own, we could even go further with this? Exactly what it was. You talk to some people. And I guess back in the day in, at FDIC, some of the founding fools, if you took their class, you became a fool. That was just kind of how they were growing the organization. Right. Um, so once the, the talk turned to forming a chapter up here, there already were some guys in our area that had been out to FDIC that had taken classes. So it was a case of getting put in touch with them, building the network, putting the chapter together, and, and going from there. I mean, there were – we've we, this is our 20th year. Yeah huge for us, which I shake my head that we've been doing this for 20 years now. How long has the Fools been around for? 95. 95 they started. Okay, so almost 30 years, 28 years? Yeah. Okay. International. Um, we are the, the Fools. The Fools International is the second largest fire service organization by um, by membership. Hmm. Okay. Um, I believe second only to the IFF. That's interesting. Wow. Okay. Which I just found that out. I just found that out at um, a convention last year in Milwaukee, which was a pretty cool stat. Yeah. Pretty cool to know that we're a part of that. And we're not a, 
we're not necessarily a small part of that. Well, you're 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 a big part of it. I mean, you know, your your chapter is really making a difference. I I see you all the time giving out new membership cards. The 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 uh, the the attendance that you get at your events is always scaling upward. Um, it's cool to watch. And let me ask you this then, because the only way to keep people involved is to continue to deliver for them, right? I mean, yeah. what you guys do is consistently put out opportunities to train and to get together. And the more opportunities you put out, the stronger and cohesive bond you create, right? Is that the is that what your your mindset is? I just like to get everybody together. Talk about that. Really? It just, you know, I, I like the opportunity to have my friends together to, you know, to, I bring in people that I want to hear or that so-and-so told me they wanted to hear, Hey, can we get this guy? Can we get that guy? Absolutely. And bring them in and build a conference around that or build a day around that. Um, some of the hands-ons that we've done, some of the traveling we've done, which we've, we've expanded into different areas within our region in New England. Yeah. Uh, we've been up to Bangor, Maine. Two years ago, we were up to Ellsworth, Maine, which is even further east than Bangor, um, last fall, which was new territory for us. Um, just we brought Mickey Farrell up to Bangor mm -hmm. for the first time we did up that far. And a few of our and a few of our own guys within the chapter. Richie Driscoll, um, old Gallagher, old Clark. Uh, all spoke for us that that inaugural we called it our fireman ship instead of fireman ship. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. So we um we brought those guys up and we did this year we did a single day lecture and a day and a half of hands-on up in the wilds of Maine. And we had people from all over New England that traveled to what we did. It wasn't just local folks. Yeah. Uh, we had guys from Cape Cod that came up east of Bangor, Maine. And we joked with them that they probably could have taken a boat and it would have been a shorter run. <laughs> it would have been quicker. <laughs> well, you do cover, I mean, you know, you said before that you cover six states, right? So the New England oh, Fools. Six New England states, yeah. Yeah, and so it's quite a swath of, of territory that you have to cover. And thinking, you know, logistically, putting events in different in each different corner so that people from the different ter territories can get there, right? Make it simpler, right? So obviously you have a lot on your plate then to round out, uh, you know, training uh, events and conferences and weekends. I mean, there's a lot there, right? It gets busy sometimes, yeah. Um, this, this year it is our goal to, you know, for the 20th anniversary, is our goal to do at least an event, at least one event in each of our six states over the course of the year. That's cool. Uh, we yeah. have already done something this year in New Hampshire. We did something last in January in New Hampshire, and we're in Maine in March. So we're we're well on our way. No, oh, that's fun. That's cool. And so that's exciting then. So talk to me then about all the hard work and hustle that goes into it. Because, I mean, you know, what are you getting out of this other than the weekend of camaraderie and friendship and the recharge that you're looking for, right? I mean – you know, out of that, you know, I think that you're you're becoming a very large catalyst for being able to bring forth really great talent to your people, to your fools group, and being able to be the catalyst to share that. You're the guy that's putting it all together along with, you know, the others that help, of course. But, I mean, it's a massive undertaking for you. It It is quite consuming, no? It takes some time. Um, some days, 
know, I, I, I joke that I do it in my spare time when I have spare time. Yeah, right. Um, exactly. My kitchen table is my de facto office, much to the chagrin of my wife. There's stuff piled high <laughs> in the kitchen table. So I get it. I get it. But what does it do for you? I mean, you talked, you said, yeah, you love the recharge and, and all of that, the brotherhood. But like, what is, what is doing, what is being a part of this? Like, wh what would you do without it? Let me ask you that. Like, could you envision yourself without an outlet like this? I mean, just. I, I truthfully don't know. I probably do more overtime. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you're wild. So what you're saying is, no, okay. Got yeah. it. No, that's pretty funny. Really, no, no. Um, I can't envision my fire service career without the fools. Yeah. Because it has been such a big part of my fire service career. We started the chapter. Six months later, I became a career fireman. I transitioned from a call guy to a career guy. So that time frame has been the same. Um, so I've grown my career at the same time the chapter has grown. Um, and it, I don't know that it's helped me, but it has definitely helped broaden my horizons. Yeah. Personally, I like the recharge. I like to be able to sit back and see everybody from different walks of life. I like to have, you know, if we're doing a hands-on, you get a guy from some of the biggest cities in New England coming to the class, and you get guys from some of the smallest towns in, that, in New England coming to the class, and they work together. And if it wasn't for the fact that their name's on the back of the coat of where they're from, you'd never know that they were big city, small town, small city, big town, whatever. You'd never know the difference, and that's, that's the part of it that I like. That's what I get out of it is putting all that together and being able to kind of sit back and watch it work. Do you, do you get to sit back and enjoy it? Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I mean that in a, in a sincere way, right? Because too yeah. often when you're the, when you're the guy pulling the strings, putting it together, you know, making the calls, doing the emails and, and everything else in between. Do you ever shag lunch, shag lunch, filling bottles? Yeah, exactly. The list goes on and on. It's endless, right? Do you ever uh, somewhere on the bottom of that list does it say sit back and enjoy what you're building? Seriously, sometimes I do have the opportunity to. Yeah. You know, like, I, as this has grown, I like to be able to be that one guy that sit back, you know, you know take it back to the command role to be that IC for the weekend. Sure sit back and make sure that everything everything works correctly but sometimes you're shorthanded you know some guys get called into work or the sick kids or whatever so you're down a couple of instructors you end up either teaching or you're lighting fires or you're doing both or you you know so sometimes i can sometimes i can't but either way i do usually find time excuse me to be able to do that do you ever when you get new members in, right? I mean, I'm sure you're constantly pushing for membership. You're doing recruitment for it. And then the retention aspect of it is, is providing enough opportunities for members to want to still be engaged and involved. And I think that's a big part of it because a lot of fools chapters come and go, right? A lot of organizations fire up, they're hot and heavy in the beginning and it kind of peters out because there's not, there's not a long game of play, right? There, you know, yeah. you got to keep your members involved and excited about it and, and keep giving them opportunities to keep coming back, right. To better themselves and to keep those relationships fresh. Right. So when you push for new members, do you challenge your existing members to bring somebody with them, I would assume? We don't. 
You we don't. do very, very passive recruitment. Really? Early, 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 early on, we used to do, you know, we'd recruit a little bit. You had to have somebody that was already in the chapter that would vouch for you. Right. We don't do it anymore. We just, we have passive recruitment. You know, you know, basically it's on the website. Hi, how do I apply to become a member of your organization? Send them the link and you get their, their stuff in the mail a couple of weeks later. Are you still finding people signing Absolutely. up? Um, Where is it coming from? Because it's not coming from the website. They're not. They're not seeking you out on the website. They're hearing from people, right? I mean, from people that drive our social media drives a lot, and you know, I learned a lot of that from you. you know, if you <laughs> seriously, you and I. <laughs> there we go. How to do it? And man, I tell you, I try to take a page out of your book. You try and you post something at least at least every other day. Yeah. You put good content up, and you drive it. And I love it. Have you gotten, so you see a return on that? Absolutely. I love that. And a lot of times I would say we're 60, 40 when it comes to our events of membership, mm-hmm. you know, 60% aren't 40% are. Yeah. But more often than not, you'll see some of those names that weren't within a week or two of an event, you'll get an application from them. Okay. Um, we don't necessarily do it with, some of the smaller lecture days we do, but we do, you know, it's the old American Express commercial. Membership has its privileges. That's right. Give you a couple of bucks. We we usually do it. I think it's twenty five dollars cheaper for a weekend if you're a member. Right. Right. But look at look at what you get when you become a member. Right. Not only not only do you get exposure to all of it, but you get the secret handshake too. Right. So there is the secret but, handshake. Yeah. There is. And and I think that you know that secret handshake is really what matters because those are those firm relationships that are happening when you immerse yourself into an organization and become part of it. You know, it it membership does have its privileges. And I think that that needs to be said because not just for the fools, but any group, when you buy in, become part of it, right? When you, when you allow yourself to be immersed into a culture, uh, an organization like the fools and you buy into it and you, you show loyalty to it, I mean, you're going to reap the re- the rewards you're going to get out of that are tenfold of what you put in. Oh, 100%. And it's just like you go into the fire station every day. You go to the firehouse every day. You know, are you a fireman? Yeah. Are you a fire department employee? Right. You know, are you a member or do you really belong? I think was, I forget who that was from years ago. But, you know, are you a member or do you really belong? And that is different. Yeah. You know, if you belong to an organization, you buy into that organization, you give back to that organization, you bring people in, you do what you can to support it, or do you just show up, pay your dues, and that's that. Yeah, I'm a I'm a huge proponent of of what you guys are doing. I've seen it firsthand. And that's a couple of things I want to talk about too. One, behind me, uh, in my studio at home, I'm in my home studio, on the wall is a framed letter from you. And on the shelf above it is a uh, shield that you uh, sent us in appreciation for for our relationship and its uh, honorary membership to the New England Fools. And I was incredibly humbled by it. And your letter that you wrote, I actually just read it before we got on air today because I wanted to remind myself about a couple opportunities that you and I have done together. Not you and I, but our groups. You're, you and your organization and National Fire Radio, myself and my guys and, and everybody that's involved. And I will tell you that in the five years that we've been doing all the many different things that we do, 
I think the on tap we threw uh, up in Framingham for uh, in memory of uh, Jason Menard, who was killed in the line of duty, uh, is probably one of the biggest accomplishments I think we've been able to do in five years. And you were directly responsible for all of it. And um, and I I think about you regularly. I drive through that way quite often these days. And uh, I think about you all the time when I do. And I think about what we were able to pull off in a in a week in in seven days time. How long? <sighs> Crazy. <laughs> Crazy. So was, I, was, I want to talk was... I want to talk about that a little bit, because I, I think that, you know, doing the right thing is always the right thing. And um that was one of those moments where we had an event planned in uh, at the Springdale Tap Room. At yep. uh, what brewery was that? Remind me. Do you remember? Frank- Jack's Abbey. What was it? Jack's Abbey. That's right. Jack's Abbey Brewery in Framingham, Massachusetts. We were doing an event in their room there, and uh, within a few days of the event, uh, firefighter was killed in Worcester, Mass. Uh, Jason Menard. He was uh, Lieutenant Jason Menard was killed in the line of duty. And at the time, Worcester had been going through some crazy years. They've had uh, a, a bit of bad luck over the few years. Uh, they've lost uh, a bunch of people over the years. Um, and so when this presented itself a week before uh, us throwing it, it became a quick conversation about turning it into some type of fundraiser for the families involved. Um, and uh, and Rusty, with your incredible hard work, dedication, the amount of... Uh, contacts you have and the friendships you have and the trust people have in you and your organization we were able to raise that night over seventeen thousand dollars to give back to the family that was incredible we had what was the square footage of raffle prizes it was oh my god we had we had had too many Table stack deep. It was yeah i mean and that was just that was that was social media driven that was sending texts to our established, you know, vendor friends and sending messages through social media to everybody, anybody and everybody that we knew, some that we didn't know to see what we could put together. And and what yeah. came and what came out of it was just unbelievable. I am I am incredibly grateful for being able to be a part of that evening. Um the hard work that went in by all the guys that were involved uh, Rich Driscoll, uh, who Pags, uh, Danny, and um, and uh, Nick Esposito too, right? Yeah, and then you and the Fools Group, and all the guys that came to help, uh, and then the the National Fire Radio team, the Rush Bus people, like it just, it was, it turned into an unbelievable fundraiser and a night of camaraderie and brother and sisterhood that I think was needed at that time. Uh, and unfortunately, there was something else going on that night, so we didn't even get a big draw from Worcester, I don't think. Um, but well, go ahead. We had, we got the pipe band. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, the pipe brigade. Yes. Those guys were still drying out from the night before, which or the day before, which was the funeral. Yes. Yeah. So that was, like you said, it was an incredible showing. I mean, it was going to be a good event anyway. That on top of on tap event was going to be a great event yeah. to begin with. Yeah. And what 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 we were able to turn it into was next level. Yeah, it was it was powerful, man. It was yeah. and I was very proud, very proud to be a part of that. It's probably my proudest that, moment. 
I agree. I agree. I mean, from, from a standpoint of the chapter, we had, was it 270 somewhat people in the room, yeah. which, which was an incredible crowd. Um, and man, they all brought their folded money. They were the donations that those attendees came through with. Yep. It was incredible. We were live <laughs> raffling off items, right? Like I was working the room and auctioning off different items. There was a silent or a tricky tray, right? Silent auction. And then we were, you know, there were a couple of prizes that we were like literally raising money on the floor. People were spending hundreds and hundreds of dollars on different raffle items uh, only to help in, in such tragedy. And um, for me uh, being able to uh, support, the organization that uh, represented the family and and so on, just a really powerful experience, man. And I, I think that that's what this is all about, is like what the fools are about, like recognizing the importance of everything else outside of the job, right? Yeah. You said it yourself at the beginning when we started that conversation there, do the right thing is always the right thing. Or doing the right thing is always the right thing. And that's one of the tenets of the fools is yes. do the right thing. Um, and we try in everything that we do, no, we may not always succeed, but we try with the chapter in everything that we do to do the right thing, whether we're making a donation to a brother's family or a sister's family, you know, because they were, if they, they, they have passed the killed in the line of duty, they might be sick, whatever it is, we try to support anybody and everybody that comes up, comes, comes through. Uh, we had a member last year, two years ago, uh, had a medical, young young member with an even younger family who um, passed away. Mm. Medical emergency, medical wow. emergency, had to survive it. Yeah. Uh, we raised thousands of. We had a helmet raffle. We raised thousands of dollars for his family. There was a, di- a direct donation. Yeah. Through the do- through the donation through the generosity of some of our partners but also through those people out there that follow us and support us and our mission and know that it is the right thing to do to continue to, to support those families. Yeah. I I think too, you know, that is such an important um, topic to, to talk about and that we don't, we don't do enough. Like we always say like, we're there for the families. We're there for each other. We're there, this and that. The Fools represents that, right? Like, that's basically the foundation of which it's built upon is supporting one another, right? Like, it's it's the love for the job, but it's the commonality in the, in the shared message about everything outside of the job, meaning the, the uh, camaraderie, the, the supporting one another, the building one another up, making each other better. Like, the tenets of, of the Fools is just incredibly strong. And I, I think that that is where if people are looking, like people listening to this podcast, if you're looking for something that makes you feel good about the job and surround yourself with people that really are into the job, find a fool's chapter near you. Because I promise you, if you buy into it, you're going to find lifelong relationships. Right, Rusty? Absolutely. Absolutely. And the fools, that's why the founding fools started the fools. They started in Central Florida. They started because they found that their departments, their jobs didn't have those deep-seated, deep-rooted traditions. Here in the Northeast, we don't have that problem. You know, we have 
deep-seated relate um traditions mm -hmm. we've been around for two, 300 years they don't have that in central florida where the fools were founded so they created this organization to bring those traditions into their job to bring those um that sense of pride that sense of ownership that into into their jobs and that's what was the, 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 they founded the pools on those principles yeah and yeah mm -hmm. if you if you are struggling you know if you find maybe your job doesn't have that come to us we'll give you that and we started we started having meetings we'd meet all over the place here and there but we found that they weren't productive so we deliver those that through training through our get-togethers on our training weekends and our events that we hold, we bring that to you through that. Yeah, yeah, it's cool, man. It's it's a lot of fun to watch. Um, you know, I I'm a member down here in Jersey. There's uh, two different uh, fools groups in New Jersey, um, Southern and Northern, basically, and uh, and so you know, but it's not the most active chapter. And you know, there's meetings every so often and so forth. But I think you know what you're doing is just very powerful, Rusty. And I think it's a lot of it has to do with you and the foundational members that were there from the beginning are still there with you, I think. Most of them, right, I would assume. And the, the, Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I posted some pictures the other day. I was going through. I actually broke out some CDs that I had with old <laughs> pictures on them. Nice. And I had to actually get an auxiliary CD drive to plug into my laptop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um from the first event that we hosted back in the first hands-on event that we hosted back in 2004 and the bulk of the guys that not only attended that training but taught at that training are still involved to yes. this day still involved and i think is, i think that makes a difference that matters incredible like we all you know started you know taking pictures and, and texting them to people and like holy crap look how young we were how dark our hair was but the fact that we're all still here and we're all still as involved is nothing short of incredible you know I, I well i think i think it makes sense why would why would you not want to still stay involved with something that has given so much to you right like you know your your dedication and passion for it i mean you go you go next step next level than most because you're doing most of the coordinating and the pr and the advertising everything else that goes into it right in your position as the president right el presidente you carry you wear a lot of hats and then you have members that are just a part of it that reap the reward of being a member of that organization but why wouldn't you want to still be involved, right? The the core principles of what you guys were built on still exist. And if anything, they're flourishing today. Yeah. I mean, I said, so, a comment was made the other day. I said, I'm a mere ringmaster. When it comes to all this, I'm just the ringmaster. Yep. I, I, that's all. And somebody made the comment of, you know, if you were just showing clowns, nobody would want to come to the circus. That's very true. And I sat back and I went, oh, that's, that's pretty deep because most of these guys are clowns, but that's not. It's <laughs> good. But yeah, no, and it, I do what I do, but I can't do what I do without our group of instructors, without the group of students that are there 
every time we put something on and they bring somebody new with them every time we bring somebody on and then the next time they bring somebody with them when we put something on and, and everybody's willing to travel and everybody's willing to you know whether it's in their backyard or whether it's in you know two states away a six-hour drive they're there it's because you make it worth it for them what they're what they've come to realize every single member that is that has bought in is reaping that 10 times over reward. And and so that's why they're driving. That's why they're sacrificing a weekend. That's why they're taking time away from their family. It's because you promised, you gave them a bill of sale. And you and the founding members of your organization said, this is what we want to do for the fire service. And this is what you'll get out of it if you come. And you guys haven't failed on that. And that is why memberships over 350 members. And that is why you can fill out a weekend away for people to come to invest their own time and money to come because you will not fail them. And that's a massive burden for you to carry, but it's a testament to who you are and how much you love what you've built. Yeah, I mean, we don't want that. <laughs> we always, we always joke. You know, if if you loved it, if if you hated it, tell us. If you loved it, tell everybody. Yeah, I like that. I love that's. I'm writing that one down. If you one more time, if you what? You hated it, tell us. If you loved it, tell everybody. And that's that's an Aaron Heller. I gotta I gotta give the nod to Aaron on that one. And it's paraphrased. It's paraphrased for... Uh, he just texted me while we were talking, by the way. He didn't know I was uh, talking to you today. Yeah, that, that's the PG version of, 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 the, of that statement. If you hate it, tell us. If you loved it, tell everyone. Right. And we try, to, we, try, we try to end every weekend with that. Because, truthfully, if there's something we did that sucked, tell us. Say, listen, you shouldn't have done this. You should have done that. You know... Every once, I, we try to send surveys out to the students. Yeah, and we had a very busy fall in 2021 because we were making up for a year and a half of not being able to do anything. So we had a bunch of events. We were going every other weekend, here, there, and everywhere. And um, the last event we had, we had a, a thermal image, a live fire thermal imaging class in York, Maine, in a seaside mansion, oceanside mansion. And when I say oceanside, I mean it was. <laughs> It was incredible. Right. It was a $2.1 million home that they were tearing down to build a $5 million home. Oh, nice. Yes. Future home of National Fire Radio. <laughs> sure. Mine, yeah. New England, <laughs> Pools, New England Pools headquarters, too. That's right. Pot. How's that? No, that's but, right. Um, you know, he sent the survey out, and the worst thing anybody could find to say about us was that there weren't any chips with lunch. Mm. You do, Really? You got to do better. Did. So, you know what I did this past year? I can only I, imagine. I, Made sure I had a big, I had one of those, you know, snack bag chips in the in the trailer at all times. Of so course, of course, chips. you aim to please, but that's, that's the right. whole point of this, right? It's that ball busting, that fun that comes from it. I mean, and that's what I love too. You made a comment before that I think really stands out to me too is the fact that from the largest city to the smallest town, everybody's an equal. Yeah. Yeah. That matters. Fire, the fire doesn't care. I agree. That you showed up with one guy in a two-seat engine with 2,000 gallons and eight guys in their pickup trucks. Or if you showed up with, you know, a Boston first alarm. Fire doesn't know. Fire doesn't care. So why should we? So why should you 
as that fireman, it's taking the class, you know? No, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. And I think that's the, that's one of those core tenets of what you guys have built and who you are. And so I, you know, when, when you can let your guard down, be yourself, be allowed to be yourself and be proud of where you come from, right? Good things will happen. Good things will happen for sure. So talk to me a little bit more about what we have coming up in March, Rusty. Talk to me what goes into an event like you're throwing in March. Educate everyone listening because this is going to be released uh, in, within a couple of days. So this will be a nice precursor to that conference. Maybe we can get a couple of attendees out of this podcast. So talk, right. talk to me about it. Let me drag my laptop out so I can not leave anybody out when I talk about who's going to be speaking for us. There you go. So we, start, we started back in 2012. Um, there was some... How can I put this delicately? There were some less than brotherly things going on in the training world. <laughs> so that we really hear eloqu- eloquently said, by the way, that was really I good. So. I, tip- yeah. I tiptoed around that quite well. I yeah, thought. You do that well. And there, there are a few that are going to be listening to this that know exactly what I'm talking about. And frankly, who I'm talking about. So um, the, the tagline of the North, the first Northeastern fire summit that we did was where brotherhood is more than just a word. And at the time we, we brought in instructors from on some, from what I consider, and I think probably anybody will agree with me, three of the bigger companies out there doing fire training, especially 10 years ago or 11 years ago, we had on, we had, we had on scene training, we had traditions training and we had PL Vulcan. Right. Um, three of the best, three of the best out there to do it. And certainly, you know, um, at the time, even more so. So we brought them up and we brought them to the, to the New Hampshire fire Academy. And, um, we did a, just a lecture day and it was great. And it was the first, first real lecture that we'd done. We were, we were known more for our hands-on. Right. So we tried to do it annually and we've succeeded. I think it was one year that we skipped for personal reasons. But um, since then, we've done the same time every year, the same early March, late February um, time frame. And we've bopped back and forth between New Hampshire, Mass, and Maine. And a few years ago, we found our home in Wells, Maine. It's a great little, um, and you can attest to this, yeah. it's a great little, the, the rooms are at the back parking lot of the, um, of the event space. Mm-hmm. So you literally only have to walk across the parking lot from your room. You know, there's no driving involved. There's no anything else. Yeah. It's so. a great venue. Absolutely. It, great really, venue. it really is. So I guess, I think this is the fifth year we've been there, maybe the sixth, you know, we, um, so it started out as Friday night, Saturday. Um, then we expand, well, it started out initially. It was a single day. Then it became Friday night, Saturday, then it became Friday night, Saturday, Sunday morning, and then it became Friday night, Saturday, Saturday evening, Sunday, which is what we're doing, we've been doing. This year we're changing it up even more so, we've split tracks. We're doing a tactical track, we're doing a leadership track. So you're speaking Friday evening. Yes. Um, Saturday, um, we will split. So you can sign up to either do leadership or you can sign up to do tactical. Um, The leadership track, uh, we have Lee Shapiro, retired out of Hartford, Connecticut. Um, we'll be speaking. Walt Lewis from Orlando, who was one of the founding fools. Yep. We'll be speaking. Uh, Richie Driscoll and Jay Dixon from Connecticut. 
we'll be speaking and Jared Renshaw from uh, Western Berks PA will be teaching uh, the leadership track. Um, the tactical track on Saturday during the day will be Dougie Mitchell from FDNY, Aaron Heller, um, Chief Joe Knitter, who's retired from South, South Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and Chief Joe Nardelli from Brockton, Mass, who is also a chapter member, will be teaching the tactical track. And the tactical track, we're leaning, leaning a little bit on something that doesn't get talked about a lot, and that's the commercial fireground. Yeah. Uh, so there's three different presentations on different aspects of the commercial fireground, and Doug is going to touch on private fires and private dwellings just around the day out. Um, Saturday evening, we have um, Andy Plufkin from um, Elkhart Brass. Right. We'll, we'll be speaking over dinner. Um, and part of his, you know, he talks about the fools. He talks about, you know, um, nozzles and water and engine stuff, if you will. <laughs> but also he talks about how to make the perfect old fashioned. Yes. So that's our Friday night over dinner. I'm uh, sorry, Saturday evening over dinner. Uh, Sunday morning, we'll have a, um, one speaker on mental health, which we lost a dear member of our chapter five years ago now to um to suicide right and um so since then we have tried very hard to focus especially this weekend sure. we focus at least one speaker on us yeah good um, out uh, we have a local gentleman that's going to be speaking as well as sunday afternoon or sunday the second speaker on sunday will be ron smith yes pounding we'll out and g ron is another one you want to go back to the guest book um, Ron's an old guest book guy. Ron's one of those guys that he was legendary. Still is. For Still, that is. Still is. I had, I had him on the podcast a couple months yeah, uh, and he is, month he or is two ago. I first met him back in 2009 at Firehouse Expo working for the Terry Farrell Fund. And uh, it's, been a great, it's been a great week in Baltimore. We had a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. But um, just a wonderful guy. Yeah. And old school fools. Uh, he spoke at Fool's Convention back in September in Milwaukee. Nice. As the chief knitter, and that's where I we, we saw his presentation for the first time. So that's what we've got going in Maine. It's the Northeastern Fire Summit. Um, it's a three-day conference. It's under $200 for a weekend, even if you're not a member. And that's, let me count, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 speakers. It's incredible. Over over the course of two and a half days. Yeah. Yeah. What um what's the enrollment looking like right now? We're about half full right now. Okay. Push um, is on. Push is on. I'm not worried about it because we're firemen. We don't sign up for stuff till late. That's right. <laughs> you know, two weeks before if we were only half sold out, I'd be nervous. <laughs> a month up. Yeah. Month go away. So let's. Well, where can people look this up? Where can they find information on this? And how can they, uh, you know, people listening, if they're interested in making the trek to Maine, uh, or if you're in that area and you're not a part of the Fools, maybe this is a great opportunity to come see what it's all about. Rusty, where can they find info on this? Any of our social media, any of our socials is at New England Fools, one big word, 
or if you go to our website and there's um, all the information on there, as well as the ticketing on, is on the website. It's nefools.org. Cool. And we'll put the links in the narrative for the podcast so people have a way to find it. They can click right to it and see what this weekend's all about. I am uh, honored to uh, kick that Friday night off, right? I think I'm, I am the first speaker. You right? are the Yes, sir. Keynote speaker, no pressure there at all. Sets the tone for the whole weekend. So, I mean, you know, the good thing is it can only go up from there. And, right. uh, yeah, uh, thanks. So, thank you for putting me at the uh, beginning and not the end. The pressure is on G-Ron, not me. Absolutely. <laughs> I am looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. And um, yeah. I just knowing uh, a lot of uh, the same faces within the organization that I've met over the many times that we've gotten together, I've been able to attend either a training event or the seminars or what have you. Um, you have just really dedicated people that love the fire service. And I, I love it. And a weekend like this to me is everything because it reach, it's the recharge that we all talk about. Um, and so I challenge anybody listening to this episode, if you have the ability the first weekend in March to get your ass to Maine, I promise you for a very low cost, you get a well over delivered product i mean over 13 speakers for under 200 dollars uh and you stay on premise i mean and the the camaraderie and brotherhood that comes out of it and the relationships you make are lifelong it's crazy that was that good pitch absolutely i like it beautiful so what's next for you rusty we're the clock's ticking here what's next for you as to what you want to see with the fools what you guys want to do do you have some uh lofty goals or ambitions i mean what What's what's got you stirring? What's next? Yeah, we just want to maintain. We've got we've got a good thing going. We want to keep this good thing going. Um, you know, you talked about you know chapters that 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 burn out. Um, we since two thousand and three, when we started, we have have absorbed the membership of ten other chapters in New England. Is that right? Wow. The most. Most recent being the Charter Oak Fools in Connecticut. Connecticut, yeah. Um, Richie Driscoll is did a wonderful job with the Charter Oak Fools. Um, Richie's worked with us closely, and we finally last towards the middle of the year last year we kind of sat back and went, we might as well just do it together. Yeah. So yeah. decision. He put it out to his membership, and the decision was made that they're folding. They're they're not folding it to us, but they're 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 we're absorbing their chapter as well. Yeah. But yeah. There was, you know, the back when we hosted convention in 2009, we hosted, there was three chapters. There was New England, Southern New England, which was part of Connecticut, Southern Massachusetts, and Rhode Island, and Central Mass Fools um, that hosted convention back in 2009. And both of those chapters, those other two chapters have since folded. There were other smaller chapters that um, have folded as well. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, you know, strength in numbers, right? I mean, you know, it's uh, a lot of smaller organizations. It's hard to remain steadfast in the approach and the amount of time that goes into it. And if you can do more with more, meaning you can pull from more people, have more attendance, more resources, right? And all of that, it makes for a better experience, I think. So you guys certainly have something going for you. I mean, the recipe is right for you, uh, watching the growth. And seeing weekends like what I'm going to be a part of the first week of uh, March is a true testament to what you guys are building there. The foundation is super strong, Rusty, man. I, I give you all the credit in the world, pal. I know how hard you work on it and how passionate you are about the New England Fools, 
for sure. Really, at this point, the build out, it's pretty easy. We've got the formula. I, easy is, uh, I'll do finger quotes in the air about yeah, easy. Yeah, yeah. We have the formula down pat. We know pretty much what does work, what doesn't work. And it's just a case if we get the location, the topic, the instructors, we can make things happen. Yeah, I love and, that. Good. Well, brother, job well done. And, uh, you know, as an honorary member, I'm first off honored to be one. But secondly, honored to call you a friend, too. Um, I truly enjoy always catching up with you. And I'm looking forward to seeing you in March and maybe tipping one back or two with you. And um, I'm just looking forward to it, man. It's going to be a nice recharge. I've been uh, we've been going 100 miles an hour. So it'd be nice to get my program out there and to uh, just kick back and see some old friends and uh, make some new ones. So I'm looking forward to it. And as am I, it's going to be a good weekend. Um, it absolutely is going to be a good weekend. Um, I hope we can get as many people from as many places as we can there. Yep. And well, hopefully our reach will help friends. that. And new friends are good. People we didn't know were friends yet, and go from there. <laughs> That's right. Well, brother, thank you for joining me today, man. I appreciate you taking an hour out of your busy schedule to uh, to chat about the Fools and yourself a little bit. And uh, just great catching up with you, too. It's always nice to talk with you. Absolutely. Thanks, buddy. All right. Thank you. Uh, if people want to reach out to you, Rusty, you got an email or, or uh, I know they can find you on social media and so on. You said oh, that before. But easiest, but email is newenglandfoolspresident at gmail.com. One long word. Beautiful. Well, it's not hard to forget. And, uh, you know, I, I think that you could certainly be a great resource along with the international to help other chapters and, you know, pick people want to people have a question or an idea. Uh, it just goes a long way, man. That's what this is all about. So I appreciate you, brother. Thank you for spending an hour with me today. Stay right here. I'll talk to you as soon as I sign off. Don't go anywhere. Okay. okay. Awesome. Thank you. Guys, thanks for tuning in for another episode of the National Fire Radio Podcast. Rusty Ricker, 34 years in the fire service and loving every second of it. New England Fools, he's the president. It's a hell of an organization. You're looking for like-minded people. If you're looking for something more, that is the place you want to go, the Fools. Fraternal Order of Leatherheads, New England chapter is strong and charging ahead. They're doing great things. I'll be there speaking on March... Third Friday, March 3rd is my keynote for their conference. I am stoked and cannot wait to do it and to see Rusty and his crew up there in Maine. So thanks for tuning in. We'll see you at the next one. And do me a favor. Take this conversation, take it back to the kitchen table and talk about it because as we talk about the job, we are making the job better. We'll see you at the next one. Send us an email, podcast at nationalfireradio.com. We'd love to hear from you, get some thoughts and feedback from you about the podcast or anything else happening in your life. We want to know. See you at the next one. Thanks for tuning in. Jeremy, National Fire Radio.